0: And good morning. We have 35 degrees right now in downtown Haverhill, and uh, Wyn Damon here on the uh, wave, and we have a guest with us, Katie Vosiolis, who is the Director of Health and Nursing Services for Haverhill Public Schools, and uh, Katie, thank you for coming in today. I appreciate you uh, coming in to, uh, to chat about us on such quick notice.
1: Thank you, Wyn. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to our Haverhill families.
0: Uh, you know so much has been going on, and uh we've had a lot of stories about you know uh, food being made available and things like that but um, uh, tell us what your take on what 's happening these days
1: sure uh, I think uh you know at this point, our focus uh for the school is to assure that families have what they need and that our students have what they need to be safe uh, we've been uh, we have a lot of efforts going on within the schools right now assuring that parents have an opportunity to pick up medications that they may need that um, may be at the school or other equipment or supplies for their children um, we're certainly setting up much programming in terms of uh, student engagement um, we recognize how difficult this is going to be for all of us um, in terms of being somewhat isolated in our homes and keeping our children engaged and uh, I'm pretty proud of what the uh, the Haverhill teachers and leadership team has done in terms of putting together uh, many online opportunities and pushing out information for links and those kinds of things uh, to try to help give parents some scaffolding to support their children so many many initiatives uh, that way
0: I, uh, you mentioned uh, that you know, some of these kids actually—they uh, probably have medications at the school in your offices. I, I never even thought about that. So that's like that—that that would be spare medications in case they needed it at school.
1: Right. So we're, we're, we weren't necessarily encouraging parents to pick up their as-needed medications that we have a set and they have a set, say their EpiPens or something like that. But certainly for those kids who have daily medications uh, and some of them being controlled substances, um, they're only allowed so many each month. So if we had a two or three week supply of a medication that a child takes every day, they in turn would need that. So um, the nurses did a great job of uh, calling around all those parents with kids who had daily medications and others who they thought may need uh, those medications. And almost most of them have already been picked up. There's a few uh, stragglers today that are coming through um, but again we want to make sure that the parents you know that this isn't something that they need to be worried about
0: now that i know that the the teachers have been busy uh, with the with the plans and stuff like that that was uh today's Tuesday, yes,
1: yesterday and today. Oh,
0: yep. happy St. Patrick's Day! By yes, the way,
1: happy St. Patrick's
0: Day. <laughs> I don't. You're not wearing any green. <laughs> you know,
1: it just wasn't on my mind this morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, so the, the teacher's been busy uh, getting those uh, plans ready for the kids. And um, what about the uh, the nurses in um, in the school system? Uh, what's what are they? What have they been up to?
1: So thank you for asking that because it's a really important question, and and uh, I'm going to include not just nursing but our school adjustment counselor grouping um, are a lot of our um, uh, our uh, therapists, OT, uh, occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech. Um, you know, a lot of us that support students um, in many, many different ways are reaching out to those families, again, to assure that they have what they need. Um, we have a number of medically fragile students who, you know, normally, uh, you know, five days a week, um, their care would be provided in the schools and trying to reach out and make sure that those families have alternatives at home and helping them problem solve if they do not. Um, we're also very concerned about the uh, emotional health of our students and their families and uh, Pam McDonald, the director of special education services, Patrick Quigley, the lead school adjustment counselor, Jamie Dion, our supervisor of guidance, are working really hard to uh, assure that there's some structured outreach to our students who access some of our mental and behavioral health services of those families and that they have somebody to contact if they just need to talk and problem solve. So all of these individuals, nurses, school adjustment counselors, guidance, etc like the teachers, will be be continuing to check in with these families on a regular basis. And then uh, we'll work, uh, you know, with teams of people to try to help problem solve for those um, that are really struggling during this time.
0: We're talking with Katie Voziola. She is the Director of Health and Nursing Services for Havel Public Schools. And, you know, I I never thought about that, but, uh, you know, some of these students who uh, receive care at the school, that's, that's uh similar to uh, what like uh, 30 hours a week or so like that. So, uh, can you uh, are you allowed to make house calls at all?
1: So, that's a good question. We are not. Um, however, um, you know, sometimes we can just, you know, again, you know, provide that support. Some of it's just going to be the ear, uh, being willing to listen, and, you know, we understand the parents' frustration, and in, certainly in the case of, say, our, our more medically fragile children, children with uh, immune, uh, you know, that are immunocompromised, um, you know, as you can imagine, they're, they're, you know, petrified in a very different way about protecting their children and and are Nurses, and again, and this goes along with adjustment and guidance as well, have developed very deep relationships with these families, and, and they will continue to be there remotely supporting them in the best ways that they can. Um, I also just want to, you know, again, acknowledge that the school department is, you know, heavily entrenched in this community with many other organizations, um, and, you know, we will continue to work closely with them to provide services. Um, Our uh, Zoraida Lopez, our homeless liaison for the school department, will be checking in very closely with our homeless families. Again, a very vulnerable population that we are tremendously worried that they have what they need during these times. Um, And you know, Dr. Murata has really kind of charged us all with making sure we're there to help support these families and help find solutions for them. Um, I did want to take a minute to talk a little bit about the food program, the distribution, if that's okay.
0: Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, that'd be great.
1: Great. So we did launch yesterday our uh meals program, which is very similar to a summer meals program. Um we launched it at our nettle middle school, uh at Constantino uh school at the YMCA and also the Boys and Girls Club. Uh and that will continue Monday through Friday uh for the duration from eleven to one. And we yesterday we served or provided almost 500 meals to families. They came through, they were provided a boxed lunch and then a breakfast for the next day for any of their children in Haverhill Public Schools and I really want to give a shout out to Whitson Food Service, Joe and Anna who run that. All of the food service personnel who have come forward and are, you know, willing to rotate through and assure that our families are fed, Um, and then many, many other people, um, you know, Dr. Murata and under who have worked really hard to launch this. Uh, I do understand that we are looking at expanding that and potentially putting some additional sites. That has been a request from some families, and uh, Sandra MacArthur, our uh, human resources coordinator, did ask that I suggest people check the website later today because it looks like we'll be adding more sites. Again, as you mentioned in your news, you know, feeding the children is important, feeding the seniors is important. This is, you know, we need to make sure people have the basic things that they need.
0: So uh, so right now it's, it's breakfast and lunch, so you get the lunch for today, the breakfast for tomorrow. What about the weekends?
1: So what about the weekends? I think the food pantries um, are working really hard to provide bags of food, and there's a number of sites for that as well. Um, I, uh, I I would be remiss to say that I know all of those off the top of my head, um, but, uh, you know, I, um, I think that community action perhaps would be a good resource for where those sites may be. I know they keep a listing of where those food pantries are, um, but there are, I believe, that's really how much of that's been being handled.
0: Are you, um, or the, uh, the staff that, that you work with, are they being asked to help out outside of the schools with the rest of the city?
1: So um, uh, we work very closely with Mary Connolly, who is our public health nurse, uh, and again, uh, boy, you know, she's doing a tremendous job with the resources that she has, and we've been communicating regularly. Um, I, you know, wrote to, wrote to her again yesterday and said, you know, a reminder, we are all here when you need us. So the nurses are at the ready, the Haverhill Public School nurses are at the ready if, if there's a you know, call to arms, so to speak, looking for more nurses to support services here in Haverhill. Um, I think as many as can, based on their own families and health, will step forward to do that. We, uh, I know Dr. Murata you know, has indicated there's just been a flood of individuals, both healthcare provider and otherwise, in this community who have stepped forward and said, I want to help. So I think we're still figuring some of that. Out at this point, um, but uh, you know it's really um, heartening to see how many people you know will step forward. I know in terms of the public health, um, you know, public health sector, you know, certainly when there is a vaccine, you know, I full and anti- fully anticipate that we'll work very closely with Mary Connolly and Dr. Uh, Mundy um, in providing vaccine programs and those kinds of things. Went you know, and again, that's going to be a while, but we're ready.
0: All right. Is there uh, any uh, place that that you're getting uh, your information from?
1: So, good question. So, um, you know, the majority of our guidance right now is coming through the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. Uh, so, you know, we all check the website and, and get alerts every time something changes, and certainly we're tracking information from the CDC as well. Um, the Massachusetts Department of Public Health and Department of Ed also are having frequent conference calls, um, and um, so we have the opportunity to, to tap into those and to, uh, you know, get more up-to-date information and get questions asked. the school health unit for the Massachusetts Department of Public Health certainly is uh, working with their regional nurse consultants. Uh, Shannon Toulouse, who is uh, our regional nurse consultant, actually is uh, housed here with us in Haverhill, is you know working very closely to certainly help push out information to the schools in all of Northeast Massachusetts um, to help support them. Um, for those of us who are in the public schools, I think we have more resources, but we are also concerned about those private and Schools and those smaller, sort of standalone programs, and assuring that they have the appropriate guidance. So Shannon Toulouse doing a, again a tremendous job of reaching out and assuring that people have um, have come up with solutions for things like med pickup or, or other things.
0: Yeah, you had mentioned uh, briefly about um, ab- about uh, helping uh, people adjust to this. Uh, uh, I don't know if the the word the mental health. I don't know if that's the mm-hmm. the right phrase. But uh, so how uh, I imagine there's going to be a, a a time period once this is all over mm-hmm. for these uh, students to uh, learn how to adjust to what happened and what's happening. You know, maybe a few weeks down the road.
1: Right, right. So I think you know it's it's a really good point, and it's going to be a work in progress. So this week we're adjusting to. You know, our new reality, um, and so when we think about, you know, um, you know, encouraging kids to engage in you know, learning opportunities, um, I think we all recognize that everybody's a little unsettled and like anybody in, you know, somewhat of a traumatic situation, we're not going to be absorbing as much information. So I think that it's going to be, you know, we're, we're going to have to take that day by day. Um, I think that one of the recommendations for families is that they set up a really good routine in their home over the coming weeks. That, you know, just kind of like a school day that you sort of plan to have, you know, maybe, a, you know, some sort of, you know, math in the morning and, you know, go outside and play kickball in the yard and come back in and have a reading hour. Um, you know, there's again going to be a lot of sort of online opportunities for movement and music. So, um, to the best of ability, we're hoping that parents will take advantage of as many of those as they can. But I think that routine is going to really be valuable. Um, um, and uh, you know uh, an engagement, I know that one of the concerns certainly is. You know, we're closing the schools and we're closing public buildings and restaurants and those kinds of things to try to promote, you know, this, this distancing issue. Um, so that being said, you know, it it means that we can't all go to the playground now and, uh, you know, meet with 20 families because we've defeated the purpose and we also have to worry about, you know, the, the virus living on surfaces like play equipment. So, you know, I think the recommendation from CDC and the Department of Public Health is that, you know, if you, you know, if you need to be sharing child care, those kinds of things, that you have one family or your your children have one friend and, you know, that, that that's really the only one and not that you keep congregating different groups of kids. That's how the virus is going to spread. So that's a personal family decision. Um, and again, we recognize how difficult this is. Um, but these are just some of the suggestions that are coming through from educators and from uh, our, you know, CDC and, and Department of Public Health.
0: You are a wealth of information.
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Katie. Uh, and the the school website is April Publics.
1: Schools.org. hps.org or haverhillpublicschools.org i think either works
0: either works okay yeah
1: and uh, yeah i you know keep checking that information is changing daily um, again uh, you know principals and teachers continue to push information out and and will continue to do so um, i would you know say to any family out there um, if you're if, you know, if you have any questions or you need help, please reach out to your principal or your classroom teacher and, uh, you know, school nurse who whatever it is. And, you know, I think all will make every effort to, you know, try to help and provide support.
0: All right. Well, Katie, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank I'll, you, Lynn, for having to me to get on. you back again. We can do that. All right. Thank Katie
0: you. Boziolis is our guest and she is the Director of Health and Nursing Services for Haverhill Public Schools here on The Wave 97.9 WHAV-FM Wake up with Wind Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV Catch the Wave WHAV